Welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. for all of you. I pray for our church. I pray for the world. I pray, pray for our leaders. I pray that God will keep us focused on what we need to do and that we will fight back with the word of God, knowing that God is a strong deliverer. I greet you in the name of Jesus because Jesus is our Savior. I kept asking God, why are you telling me to preach this text out of Job? Everybody knows the story. But then the Holy Spirit said to me, no, they don't. They think they know the story. And I discovered when I did a survey, Reverend, of all the people in my country. There are people among us suffering right now. Yes, once upon a time, that was Job. But now there's classroom. Now there's Julie, now there's Bruce, now there's Lily. We all have stuff. And we need to know and be reminded that God can handle our stuff. Yes, yes. And yes. we need to stop letting the world take us down, acting as if we have no God. Job said, I know. I know that Oprah said it a few years ago. What, what I know for sure, she's not talking about what I'm talking about. <laughs> What I know for sure is that my Redeemer lives. Yeah. How many of you know for sure that your Redeemer lives? Well, you got to come on. We got to, my Redeemer lives. And at the end, he will stand on the earth. Yes. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh, I will. Jesus. See God, will you? Yes. Yet in my flesh, I will see God. And after my skin has been destroyed, Reverend Tony, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself, Deacon Jay can't see for me. You can't see for me. I can't see for you. I'm going to see for myself. And you might have your appointment, but I'm going to see God for myself. And every day I'm working towards that encounter. So some days I look weird. Some days I act weird. Some days I am weird because I, I'm not really focused on all this worldly stuff that takes you to you know where, but I'm focused on how do I get in the presence of God. So this Job text speaks to me because I discovered that I need to remind my people, Bishop, that if you don't know God for yourself, you have nothing. If you don't know God for yourself, your trust is worthless. If you don't know God for yourself, your will doesn't mean anything. <laughs> if you don't know God for yourself, there is no eternity. There is no future if you don't know God for yourself. But I'm bold enough to say, I know. Can you say it? I know. You don't sound like you mean it. I know. I know. My Redeemer lives. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. Job. 
He teaches us to trust in God under all circumstances and to keep an internal perspective. What I've discovered is that we trust God with some things, and there are some things we try to fix on our own. But Job teaches us we got to trust God when the weather is bad and when the weather is good. We have to trust God, uh, Sammy, when it rains, and trust God when the sun shines. Job said we must continuously praise God. He didn't say this. I summarized Bruce what he meant. We must continuously praise God despite our life circumstances. Some of us only show up when things are good. And what I'm here today to tell you is that there's a time that we need to be in worship together and lift up the name of Jesus just right now. Because in worship, our souls are cleansed. It's in worship that we move from the world towards God. It's in worship that we feel the presence of God. And when we invite our friends into our personal lives with attacks and challenges, Job teaches us you got to be careful. Some people you call your friend don't know God. So if you're going to consult someone who doesn't know the master, you're creating a greater problem. And what Job is saying, it doesn't matter what your friends say. It matters what God says. And that sometimes, you ever had a friend and all, everything was bad news? You ever had a friend that, girl, if I were you, well, you're not. Man, if I were you, that, that type of language tells you that this person has not been in the presence of God. And when our lives are in chaos, we must continue to trust in the promises of God Almighty. The attacks will come. Being a pastor helped me grow up because we are still people in human flesh. The word says that in the Bible, Job, <laughs> what man, attributes four. I want you to list four of your attributes as I share with you what are the attributes of Job. Job was righteous. I want you to write them, put them on your phone so you remember who you are. Job was righteous. He was godly. He was blameless and upright. And he was a righteous man who loved the Lord. See, we have concluded that once you join the church and come to the Lord, that you are never going to have any problems. That's really not true. Once you decide to give your life to God, expect the enemy to get mad. Because what happens in our lives, as you go back and look at this, the angels came, but Malik, Satan, was in the mix. Satan comes to church. Satan sings. Satan prays. Satan preaches. Satan plays instruments. You see what I'm saying? But if you don't have the discerning, discerning power of God, you'll believe anything. So Job's life is depicted in the story. This man had everything. He had everything, and then he lost everything. And it says that Job, friends came, and Job gave a testimony. And they said, you know, the children are dead. The oxen are dead. The animals are gone. You have nothing. And if you want to know the truth, Job, you look pretty bad yourself. You're sitting here standing. But you ever uh, seen a friend and they said, girl, you look so bad? What happened to you? We need to understand that suffering is a component of life. We need to, let me say it again. Suffering is a component of life. And because your name is on the roll, it does not mean that you will not suffer. All of us will suffer. And we need to understand 
from the word, how do we move through our suffering? See, you cannot move through suffering without prayer. You can't move through suffering without worship. And you cannot move through suffering without time with Almighty God. I might as well say amen myself. The book of Job teaches us to trust in God under all circumstances. One of the great theological questions of the human race is why do bad things happen to good people? Why do people suffer? Why does disease enter our bodies? Why do people lock the, lack the basic necessities of life? I saw a woman yesterday on the corner of Kildare and 1010, and she was sitting in this one of these little carts that you can drive, and it looked as if she had all of her belongings in the basket, and she sat there, and her, she was crossing over. And I said to myself, I wish I had the time. I wish I was in position to go over to help this woman cross the street because that's what God wants us to do. Why do we experience heart disease? Why do we experience hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes, mudslides? Why are innocent people killed? And why do we struggle to survive while mean people prosper? Let the church say amen. Why do people who rob God keep getting blessed and the people who tithe to God have no change to buy a, a kid's meal at Chick-fil-A for $5.50? A, a kid's meal, $5.50. And the nuggets have gotten smaller. The Hebrew word for servant is ebed, which means to be a servant, to work in any sense, one who labors, one who offers services. A worshiper is one who is in speaking and in close proximity to God. Job is a man that teaches us that when you know God, it changes your language. When you know God, it changes your life. And when you know God, it changes your opinion of those around you. Because I'm not going to let anybody get in the way of me seeing the Lord. How about you? I don't care what you do. I'm not. My mind's made up. I have a made up mind in here that you're going to be up there and you're going to see the Lord. Do, is anyone excited as I am or is it all me? Are you excited? Is that the level of your excitement about being in the presence of the Lord? Come on now. Come on. We can get a little excited. Malik said he knows my name. Does God know your name? Do you know some of the names of God? You know, God has more than one name. You better check the Bible out. You better check the Bible out. Listen at this. Seven sons, three daughters. Job owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 donkeys. Job had a large number of servants, and Job was the greatest man among all the people in the east. But when the enemy came, the Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? And Satan answered the Lord, I have been roaming ooh, ooh, through the earth and going back and forth, J.J. Satan has been patrolling the earth looking for sinful behavior to indict before Yahweh. Satan comes by your house every day, check you out to let you know God is not happy with that. I'm not going to tell on you, but you're going to have to worship me. There was an ongoing rivalry between Satan and Yahweh. Finally, Yahweh defends his own honor by directing attention. And he said, I'm going to direct your attention to my servant, Job. And what crossed my mind is that if the enemy encountered me and God sent the enemy, what would I do? 
what would I say? Can your faith stand the test? Can you remain faithful when you're in the midst of the storm? Can you be faithful when death comes? Can you be faithful when you have zero balance in your account? Can you be faithful when your job is, uh, goes away? Can you be faithful when your family is dysfunctional? Can you be faithful when you don't feel good? Can you be faithful when you didn't get the raise that you thought you deserved? Help me out, somebody. Can you be faithful when people look at you and treat you like you're colored? Back and Can you be faithful in discrimination and classism and sexism and racism? Can you be faithful to God in the midst of the world that we live in, which has been turned upside down? Can you be faithful when you don't get what you think you deserve? But Job says, naked, I came from my mother's womb, Helen, and naked, I will depart. Doesn't matter what jewelry you have and what clothes you have and what furniture and what antiques, when it's time to transition, you will be naked and go back to the place that you were. In life, sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. We can be better. We can better understand the behavior of people if we understand what it is that they have been through. Don't tell folk I know how you feel. No, you don't. Ask me how I feel, and then you will know how to pray for me. I'm trying to say, church, that people among us are suffering, and we need to take the time to do real ministry and care about each other. See, I'm going to praise the Lord in spite of my headaches, in spite of my aches and pains, in spite of my family problems, in spite of my... Uh, living, I'm going to pray for God under all circumstances, but be aware of those around you who do not know God. Many of us live in families. We, how many families pray together anymore? Got two. That's good. How many couples pray for each other? We have a marriage ministry, but everybody's busy. If your marriage is going to work, then you need to spend some time working on it. Because that's how we remain married, amen? And there's a difference in being married and happily married. Because when you pray, I can say that I'm almost 46 years with Deacon Jay. How do you move from happy to ha expect? You know what I'm saying? There's one thing just to show up and exist together. And there's another thing about being happy. Our families will change, Bruce, when we pray for the crazy people God has given us. And we have to call it what it is. Some people are bipolar, don't polar. You know, we have PTSD. You got all kind of emotional issues. See, I learned that there's physical suffering, but there's also emotional suffering. There's intellectual suffering. That suffering is not about all the body because suffering means that you are enduring pain. And my prayer for the church is that we can shake off all the old pain so we can give God some fresh worship so that we can give God a fresh hallelujah. It's time to shake off 2022. It's all, that might be a good exercise to stand up and just shake it off right now in the name of Jesus. You don't know how to shake? Just look at somebody else. Shake off the struggles of 2022. Hey, hallelujah. Hey, you got that. Y'all got rhythm. All right. You got to be intentional. I have no desire to be mediocre. I know that I'm an irritant because I'm going to do what God tells me to do. One of the things I love about Pleasant Grove Church is that God has taught me 
that when you hear from me, respond. Because I have a plan. And when I have a plan, no one can alter that plan. <laughs> you see, you were destined to be here on this day, and nobody, no matter what they do, can stop that. And you see, we need to understand that Job replied in strength, Reverend Marlon, although his body was in agony and pain. Job replied saying, I know my Redeemer lives. He has stripped me of honor. I know that. And removed my crown. I know that. He tears me down on every side. I know that. He has alienated my, I know that. I am nothing but skin and bones. I have escaped with only the skin of my teeth. Have pity on my friend. Will you ever get enough of my flesh? You see, Deacon Ophelia, when you have a relationship with God, you can talk to God like that. When you have a relationship with God, you can say, hold up, Lord. Let me just ask you a couple of questions. Didn't you tell me? You ever hear that? How many of you have personal conversations with God? Or how many of us are still doing Sunday school? You say, it's one thing to go to God with Sunday school, and it's another thing to come and say, God, you know we've been here before. God, you know what I did the last time. God, you know when I messed up and how I messed up. God, you know what I said, and you know it was stupid. God, you have forgiven me. So here I am, God, saying to you, I need to have a conversation with you. There's some craziness around me, and I need you to, oh, I wish I had a witness. You guys don't talk to God? You don't have a personal relationship with God? You don't say, Lord, remember I stood up for you? You don't? I'm the only one in the sanctuary who has a conversation with God? None of you have ever been angry with God and annoyed with God that the sinners and those who do nothing get all the best gifts and you work every day and get nothing or it appears that way. Oh, we need a true confession in here. Job says, I'm saying to you, if you don't give yourself anything else in 2023, give yourself a conversation with God. Because Job said, I know something about I'm so glad I do. And he said, I have consulted with my friends. I've consulted with my wife. She was crazy. I've had <laughs> philosophical discussions with everyone that I know. I have concluded on my own. But you know, as I grow old, I like being old. Because you learn the dumb things you did on the way. I like getting old because everything my grandmama said was true and more. I like getting old because... I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that God knows my name. I know what God can do. I know God put me here. I know God gave me a life that I could never imagine. Damar Hamlin. Everybody knows about that. The word says that this young man, had $2,500, didn't he? And he invested his time and his energy before he was a football player serving God's people. So I said to myself, Lord, how is it that in a week, less than a week, you go from $2,500 to $8 million? But that's how the Lord operates. Because if you do what's right with what you have, God will give you what you need. What caught me about this story, Chris, is that I realized 
that when he was lying on the ground, is that the players surrounded him and began to pray. Let me say that again. Because we get resistance to prayer and say, we don't need to do all of that. We don't need to spend time. Yes, you do. If you're going to live and you're going to have a productive life, you cannot do it without prayer. So I saw all of these players. I'm using my Holy Ghost imagination around him. And then they said that the mother was at the game and that the mother was in the ambulance when her son is being taken to the hospital. Lesson two, I learned that if you got a praying mama, you got to give. If you got a praying mama, come on now. If you got a praying mama, you got to give. So I was trying to imagine in that ambulance what that woman was saying to God. Lord, this is my baby. This is my child. You created him. He had the CPR, but I know you live. And I know you can do anything. Can you just imagine? Now, you're in an ambulance on the way to the hospital. Your son is barely breathing because his heart stopped. And none of these folk in the ambulance know you. But the power of prayer changed everything. Oh, I wish I had a witness. See, when you pray, when you pray, when you pray, you have Holy Ghost power. And then when I heard a prayer campaign, I said, so, Lord, what you're really saying is that we need to learn how to pray and we need to learn how to be in conversation with you so that when life happens, you're ready. That mama then said, let me go call the pastor and see what Psalm 23 said. You don't have time to call the church office to see if the deacons are available. You don't have time to walk through the neighborhood to figure out who knows the Lord. But when you pray, and then what I'm saying, and it teaches us another lesson, surround yourself with people who pray. I have five prayer warriors. They pray for me at a moment's notice. And I call them or text them to say, I'm in trouble. I need you to pray. And I know that they are praying because I get results. This week I had an out-of-body experience. Oh, I had an out-of-body experience. Won't give you the details because it doesn't need to be heard streaming live. But I had a situation only God can fix. You ever had that? A situation that only God can fix. On Tuesday, I was acting like my daddy. I said, I'm not taking this no more. I'm trying to get this straight, but okay. What I'm saying to you is that in the midst of all of our troubles, God will show up. In the midst of all of our troubles, as I try to do what's best for my mother, in the midst of all of our conversation with Medicaid, in the midst of all of the people and conversation at the nursing facility, in the conversations with the people who could care less, I am here in North Carolina declaring that my mama is going to be well taken care of in Alabama because God is God. Anybody here need God to show up on your behalf? I'm here to tell you, Ruth, that God will dry your tears. I'm here to tell you that God will end the weeping in the morning and give you joy to dance. I'm here to tell you the devil would not have the victory. I'm here to tell you that God is a redeemer and can save you from yourself. I'm here to tell you that whatever your problem is, Talk to God. Whatever your issue is, let God know. And we will get 
an answer directly from God. So what does Damar teach us? Take initiative. Stop saying, I'm too busy. I'm going out to lunch. I'm going out to dinner. I got to do this. I got to do that. There's power in serving God. And what I have discovered over the years is that when you invest in God, it doesn't matter what the stock market does. When you invest in God, God gives you the security you need to make it through this life. So I'm asking you, are you willing? Are you willing? Can you say, if you can't say, I know my Redeemer lives, then you need to go back to the beginning. And then you need to ask God to show you, show you how you can be in relationship. I liked it in the old church. You remember the old church song, huh? He knows my name. Remember those old hymns? What do you like? One of those songs of freedom that you would sing and just feel hallelujah. Hmm? Oh, let's sing a little bit. Do you love Jesus? You love Jesus? Anybody love Jesus? Anybody want to sing a little about Jesus? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, come on. You don't know Jesus? Come on. You can do this. I want you to sing it like this is your, your team is winning and we're in the end zone. Anybody know that old song, Come By Here, Lord? Come by here. Anybody you know it? Raise your hand. Come by here, Lord. Come on. You're you going to be home in a minute. Don't worry about it. Come by. Come by here, Lord. Football games not to 1 o'clock. Prayers at 1. Let's sing. Come by here, Lord. Right, Sammy? You know that. Singing like you in the church. Like you're happy. Somebody needs you, Lord. Hallelujah.
thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or praise report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the web at www.pgc-carry.org. Thank you again.